Hello and welcome to another episode of the Megavision Show, the companion podcast to Megavisions Magazine. I'm Chris, the editor of Megavisions, and joining me this week is Sketchcraft. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? And we also have Scotty. How's it going, man? The game has just begun. Oh, snap. That's a tag like from that great movie we saw recently. I know. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about that later yeah, on. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> We've been having some fun time watching some bad movies based on Sega franchises. So, uh, yeah, good stuff there. Um, let's uh, Before we uh, jump into what we've been playing and what we've been watching, let's get around to uh, the latest on uh, Megavisions Magazine, uh, the latest issue, uh, issue nine. Uh, Sketch, I, I saw you just dropped a bunch of more uh, layouts into the, uh, the Discord for us to start uh, working on. How are things going on that front? Yeah, so um, almost done with the issue. I just got about, I got three small things to do on the interior of the magazine and then the cover story and the cover. And the three small things are, they were going to be more complicated, but given our time, I'm like, I have a real easy way to do this. So I'm going to go that route. Um, <laughs> there's something that's a little tedious uh, that involves a lot of screenshots, but I already have the layout. I designed this layout 10 years ago based off old you know those sega ads where there's like, like even on the back of the box where they have all those tv screens with those games like yes different mm-hmm. TVs. Mm-hmm. so I, I always liked the way that looked and i'm like why can't we do a layout like it because they're always we'd always do these top tens like in play and game fan i'm like why don't we just do all these like picks and make it look like the way it did on the back of the boxes you know like with all these screens but it could be picks of games so um i'm gonna be doing that in there and we're gonna be putting like our favorite uh was it comic book games or something this time superhero games superhero like yeah yeah so it'll be that that that'll be uh that'll be tedious i got i got some uh some wine here for the, for that i'll get that this week so because that that is literally gonna be i'm just gonna put on like the first four seasons of better call Saul and just fucking trudge through it you know um and then the last thing will be the cover story which is gonna be a uh, virtual on and then the cover art which and then I'm done. And then I'm done forever. Goodbye. <laughs> see ya. That's <laughs> the last we'll ever see a sketchcraft. Yeah, right. I should just like I should just like drop my mic and just slam the door and hear me running. No, you can't do that. <laughs> you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. But we, it is exciting because uh, this issue <clears throat> is going to be the last one um, where we're kind of doing it this way, uh, where Rob. Um, Sketch has been basically doing most of the heavy lifting on the design front, um, starting with issue 10, which we'll probably get started on at this point uh, in the early part of uh, the year. Uh, it's going to be Rob kind of training me on all of... I, I'm kind of the Padawan, if you will, uh, and, and just trying to absorb as much of, of Rob's... Uh, you know, the, the, wisdom. The Powell Powell Duan. Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, and so just try to have a prequel reference. We don't need a dad joke. Or <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't help it. Prequel. He dropped another prequel reference earlier today. I'm like, are you really quoting Jar Jar Binks? Are we doing? Oh, we gotta. No. I, I was gonna say we gotta find some more Jar Jar stuff in there. No, we don't. But, um, yeah, like I'm going to basically be working uh, under. Uh, sketches like tutelage and learning a lot of the design um and just figure out that sort of thing so i'll be able to once i'm fully retired from the air force uh here this summer i'll basically be able to do uh the bulk of a lot of the design uh and layout 
whereas Rob can kind of more take a back seat and uh, and just kind of help from a, more of like a, I guess like a director standpoint, like uh, you know that sort of thing. So I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think uh, just being able because Rob, you got so many things, so many different projects going on, and it's gonna. I'm I'm just personally really excited to be able to focus full time on Megavision, uh, whereas it, it's been really hard for me because I have been, you know, active duty in the Air Force um, all this time, and I'm basically trying to take as much free time that I have aside from, you know, the Air Force, my family, and what I have left over from that to devote to the magazine. Now, I'll finally be done with the Air Force. And I can devote all that time that the Air Force has been taken away um, to the magazine, and I, I'm really excited about that. Um, I, I can't even just put it into words. I, I, I think we're going to be able to do some really awesome things uh, in 2020. It's going to be some cool stuff. Well, the, the goal was always to pass it off. I just didn't know who to because Graham Graham has a lot of stuff going on. and So I started training Jess, and she can only do so much because it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes you forget, hey, I guess I, I do – I do a lot of work. I can't expect everyone to be able to just be another Rob, you know? So um, having you to help out and then hopefully Graham will be, if you can do at least one thing, that'll save you a a truckload of time, you know? Uh, The only thing I'll say is I hope your computer is up to speed. It's Uh crashed a couple times on us just streaming. And you should know this magazine is a little resource intensive, Chris. (laughs) And the thing is my computer, my computer is actually not bad. I, I am going to, I already was actually talking to Scotty earlier today. Uh, once like Christmas rolls around, we're done with that. I'm going to be dropping in a new motherboard and a new uh, processor because everything else on this computer is actually really good. I got 16 gigs of Ram. I got a decent uh, graphics card in it. Um, I have a uh, SSD card with a two terabyte hard drive um, as a backup. So everything's good except I just, my, my bottleneck right now is my CPU um, and I, my motherboard's a little old, so I'm just going to do a combo of those, um, drop that in there, and probably end up just doing a clean install of Windows um, right after Christmas. So that way, when we get started, it's, it should clear all the problems that we have, and uh, I can I can get going and, and get this rolling, man. I'm excited. On the uh, on the upside for issue 10, Jess is almost done with all the screens, so. You know, it's not, it's like, I know, like, it seems weird. Why are you working on issue 10 if you're not doing nine? I'm like, because, because they just can't do anything on issue nine. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's, it's not at that point. So she has been uh, screen grabbing and dropping in screens and, and all the layouts for that issue. And then she'll be able to hand them off, you know, like what she can't do to, to you and the gram. So there is development on 10 being done. So, um, but yeah, I just, this year, I told Chris at the beginning of the year, I'm like, hey, uh, Doing a lot of concept art for games, not, 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 not a lot of time like left over in my day. You know, I think, oh, that'll be an eight-hour day. Turns out to be a twelve-hour day. You know, mm-hmm. like that's, like you know, I, I just that's just the realities of like development. Like sometimes, a case in point, even on the magazine, I just posted up uh, Wolverblade, right? This piece of art I did, and the first two pages on my Twitter is an example of the layout. And, like, that layout looks really nice. I'm really proud of it. But what I didn't post was my first stab at that layout. The colors were all weird. It was all weird, man. It was, like, this purple, blue, orange thing. I was trying to use the colors from Golden Axe, and it just wasn't working. So I got done with it. And I'm like, that is, like, six hours to set this thing up. And I don't – oh, whatever. I slept on it. Come back the next day, 
and just, you know, like start over from scratch with the color picking. And so I know like people want things done, but then they also want something to like, it's like movies. Everyone wants a movie to fucking change their life. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to go to the movies. I want to be blown away. I'm like, you know how much fucking effort it takes just to make, to make them good is a whole nother problem. And then to make them life changing, I mean, like you almost got to sell yourself to, to Ned Flanders, you know, like to get that done. So it's just, it's just, it takes a lot of like iteration on anything where you're being creative and you care. Like if you don't care, we can make these all day, right? I can be done tomorrow. Like <laughs> blank white pages and black text for everybody, you know, yeah. but that, that ain't, you know, that ain't special. So no, that's all good, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Cool. So yeah, issue nine's rolling. Uh, we're we're getting close to the finish line. The end is in sight. Uh, I'm really excited to get these um, in our hands and just start to get these shipped to our uh, our, our patrons. We got some really cool new patrons uh, that have joined up, and uh, some people that are actually pretty pretty influential in the game industry, and people who've had ties to. Sega game, Sega magazines from the past. Um, I'm not going to name their name. Um, it probably wouldn't be cool. But Peter Moore. It, so, yeah. <laughs> Peter Moore. So well, tattooed Mega Visions on his butt. Nice. Right? <laughs> what if he did? What if he pulled open his shirt and on his belly is the Mega Visions logo or Scotty's Scott, Vision? Yeah, Visions Life, Mega Visions Life, or something. <laughs> I'll say this: if anyone ever gets a Mega Visions tattoo, <clears> they <throat> will be. They'll receive free issues for life. You so will does... never even have to spend any money. Uh, get a Megavish tattoo, <laughs> send us proof, oh boy. and you will you will get it. And I I want to see it in real life. Um, and and if if we can confirm that, man, I'll give you issues for life for that. The next oh time, hey Scotty, the next time we go to his house, we wake up and instead of a flood, it's just a bunch of people lined up with tattoos. We got him, <laughs> we got him, we got him, we got him. I got one. <laughs> Someone got it across just, their knuckles. I'll be like slinging issues at everybody. So you get hilarious. like M E G A on the right knuckles, and then what would it be? Uh, like V I Z N? I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. We can make it work. I mean, Corey's going to get it tattooed as a result of the marathon. I apparently I am too. So I get free shit from the place I work for. Hooray! But also, we should do it. Maybe we should do it either at Magfest or Too Many Games. Oh like Jesus here. Christ! But also, welcome newcomers, and please help us. <laughs> get tattoos um let's get into what we've been playing uh man uh this this has been a really crazy week uh because i've been trying to fit in so many things so i hadn't had a lot of time to be able to play games but um what about you guys uh sketch what have you been playing um right now uh i'm in the end game content for dragon quest 11 Oh shit! So took me a year to beat the main quest. End game's another twenty hours of stuff. Holy crap! <laughs> you, yeah, you get a tremendous amount of. I can't wait to hear about you actually finishing it in March. <laughs> yeah, bang for your buck. So there's that. I, I might well December. I take off from all my work. Oh, that's now. right. Yeah. So I'll probably be able to finish it just in time for Christmas. And then um, I downloaded on my Oculus Quest Thrill of the Fight, which is a realistic boxing game. Super good, dude. super dude. good. Not arcadey at all. I mean, but really, really good. Great workout. You can actually learn how to box and shit. It's uh, super good. Fast, responsive. Get right in the game. 
Is it? It's uh, not the then, people that did Fight Night or anything, is it? No, no, no. It's a single developer. It's super okay. good. But, I just know he, they haven't really a, done anything in a while. Well, he made a Rift version. People are like, there's no way he can just port the whole game over to Quest. And he did. Hmm. So, um, super, super good. And then I haven't got to play yet, but I did download another game, which is a graffiti game, which is it's got a super high rating, like a 97, 94% on the Quest thing, where you actually spray, and the paint's supposed to, like, you spray graffiti on the walls, and the paint actually reacts realistically on the wall and shit. Cool. So, yeah, which I'm like, hey, I, I'm not a tagger, but I'll give it a shot in a video game. You guys ever play that Mark Echo game back on the Xbox? Oh, <laughs> get up. I, I never, I always, I mean, you know, with experiences with like Jet Set Radio and Future, I always saw that and was like, maybe it's okay. I just never could get it. I don't know. Never yeah, ended up so grabbing it. This is different. So I, I'm looking for, I'll give you the word on that. But that's that. And then lastly, um, playing through Final Fantasy VIII Remaster with the, it's the mod version, so it also has the um, the high res up the the AI up res backgrounds, and they oh, actually right. up res the movies too. So I don't know why that isn't the version so that the game ships with. It's hmm. I just don't know. Like and they even put in a lot of there's some symphonic tracks of Final Fantasy VIII's soundtrack, and so anywhere where those are, they they flip those in too, and it's super nice. I know. I really think Final Fantasy VIII, out of the main, main, my favorite Final Fantasy score of all time is, is Tactics. But I think out of the main games, I, I really like VIII. It's really chill and kind of forgot how, how I like the laid backness of the story. Like so. VIII is good. Like I, I don't know Final Fantasy three or what was it five? I don't know how they equate that. But what what we got Final Fantasy three um, was probably still my personal favorite from a that, soundtrack that was standpoint. Six. Was it six? Okay, I I can't. I know people know that stuff by heart. I can't do it. It's whatever I played it at as a kid is what I know it as. So Final Fantasy two and three, um, those were my games. But I don't I don't know what those were in Japan. So can't do it. Yes, I'm I'm doing I'm doing that. And how uh, does the um, next... how does the gameplay like the battle stuff? How does that hold up? Because I know obviously. Square is like completely rehauled um, that, and it, it's closer to the what is it? What's it? Final Fantasy fifteen, I think. Um, that, no, that this is just the basic remat, the original PlayStation. Right, but what I'm asking though is like, how well does that hold up um, today? Uh, eight system. Well, look, look, it's repetitive, but I don't care. Like mm-hmm. part part of my life is re- repetition. Like like everything I do, like I'm coloring, I'm drawing. It's a lot of the same repetitive moments. So I like that 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 thing, you know. Uh, in the games, they do add the ability to speed up, you know, like in that Final Fantasy twelve. Remember, you could do that, like you could speed it up and play it faster um, if you want to, like, traverse the the map super quickly. So you can do that, which is really helpful. I'll say this, though, that I, I to this day, man, I'm like, I still don't fully understand the junction system, you know, in that game, the way they use magic. Like, I get it that you, you become summons and they have their own hp points and you can junction things to other people it's just, i've completely forgot about that man it, it's, <laughs> it's that, so that is the least that is the one thing about the game i'm like look it doesn't matter because it's a fairly op game you can kick everyone's ass without any effort um it's a but that i remember when the game came out i was uh i was in station in germany i was in the army and that was the first you know modern playstation Final Fantasy game that I've been able to just play by myself because I was on my own, you know? And I remember, like, basically beating it in a week. 
And I remember seven took me fucking forever. So I think they they made the game the way they did, so people weren't stuck for months playing the game. And I think that that people felt it was too easy. Hmm. But uh, that being said, it is nice to have a relax. It is a relaxing, fun. You know, it's a kind of a high school story in a way. So I don't mind that. The game, the card game, the triple triad thing, that shit still mm. holds up. It's so it, I don't like card games, man, but that it's so easy to do and fun. Like it, it's I don't know why they ever they I wish they'd bring some of these things back, you know? Things like that would be would be fun to play. I feel like 8 doesn't get talked about too much cuz if you didn't have a boner for 7, then nobody cares about 8. I don't know. I feel like it's not well, talked about as much, you know. If the people that love seven went into eight and it was completely different and right. threw people off, yeah. you know, so too streamlined but, for these noobs. But the HD upres, man, like the they're using AI to upres the the CGI backgrounds and the movies. The game looks fantastic. Like it really does. Like I'm just like this is fucking gorgeous. Like and and you turn it off and you're like, why is the black? Why did Square just not? pay for this like just whoever did that shit pay him some money put it in you know like because it's so good but it's out there so i recommend that that's the way to play it i'm looking forward to the i guess the official release um i guess that with the first uh episode of that because it's what episodic do they say you're how thinking many of, episodes you're thinking of seven no you're thinking of seven I'm seven yeah yeah seven seven the episode they, thing no on. no they, they've never mentioned how many episodes or what the <laughs> they don't know value. Yeah, I hope it'll be more than uh, Sonic Four because we only got two oh. episodes of that. Yeah, <laughs> we're all clamoring decided. for other episodes of Sonic Four. Let me tell you, <laughs> it's no, called I the think... movie. The mm-hmm. movie's episode three. <laughs> we'll get into that. We, we got plenty to talk about about that this week. Oh, no. um, Scotty, I know you've been playing something, buddy. What you uh, yeah, I guess speaking of remasters and stuff, that uh, that Ghostbusters game that was on 360 and PS3 got remastered, and I am gonna throw remastered in quotes because. Boy, I don't know what they did to this thing that made it oh, any no. better. Um, I'm sure, Rob, did you pick this up when it came out? I'm sure you did. Or checked it you out at least. The Ghostbusters <laughs> video game that everybody... The remaster one? Yeah, well, like, whenever it came out initially, because everybody was talking about how it's the third movie, essentially, yada, yada, yada. Did you ever end up playing it? Okay, so this... this this Let's just rewind the clocks here a mm-hmm. little bit, gamers, to that mid-2000s, <laughs> you know, like yeah. 2006, 2007. When EA was about to be, was it EA or Activision? Activision was going to be like my favorite publisher of all time, putting out Brutal Legend and a Ghostbusters. Oh boy! A new Ghostbusters game that looked like an actual Ghostbusters three that we never got. With yeah. All the voice talent. It was going to be amazing. And then in one swift stroke, <laughs> like a blood. You know the Red Wedding? Was it the Red Wedding from? Oh, from Game of Thrones or whatever. Yeah, the Red yeah, Wedding. Yeah, Activision just oh, like killed a zillion projects in like one day. Right. Like, <laughs> Brutal Legend, axed, everything got cut. Yeah, Atari I mean, ended up picking up. up the Ghostbusters game. Yeah, and, and and like I won't say a third of the game, but I think like a fourth of the game got cut when they did. Do the I believe it. It it yeah. does feel like I do remember there's a disjointed part where it's just suddenly, oh, we're in hell now. What? Like okay. Yeah, there was a tremendous amount of stuff that was cut from the game. And then EA got Brutal Legend, which, you know, that got done, which was great. But there was a few other things. So I do. I have not. It was fun, but the game is definitely missing pieces. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad game, but it it very um, playing it again. I do remember playing it the first time thinking like, this is great. This is awesome. The cast is all here. It's really cool to hear these voices. 
Um, and they do. They have the full cast is in there. I can't remember if Sigourney Weaver's in it or if her character's even in it or what. But um, played a little bit, and it had it. It gives you the option of streaming it, and it gives you the option like pick casual, just enjoy the story or experience whatever, and then like professional or whatever the other thing is. And I'm thinking, I played video games. I'll pick experience. Fuck that. This thing is so broken when the enemies start to come that are not just ghosts, but like um, kind of poltergeist stuff that can actually damage you. You just get swarmed and the game is busted because you have your um, fellow. You, you play as the rookie who doesn't even get a name. They just keep calling him like Scooter and Skip and Tiger and whatever. Um, but uh, so since you're always around at least one other Ghostbuster, you have to um, pick them up. Uh, you have to not resurrect them, but um, pick them up when they're downed and whatever. But they have to do that for you as well. But if all of them get downed and then you get downed, mission failed. That happens so much because I wouldn't get to them and the enemies like only go after you. So if you don't get to your buddies after the enemies had maybe gotten them in the crossfire, then you're pretty much screwed. So I'm like... You know what? Next week, folks, I'm kicking this down to casual. I don't care. I have I, I will set aside whatever gaming pride I have and happily play this on easy. Um, it's it's still it's fun to look at. I don't feel like they did a, an amazing job of remastering it just because the the characters that are real people in real life are very smooth looking like they got baby bottoms faces Um and whatever, it's still it's still their voices, so it's still good. The jokes here and there kind of fall flat, but it's still fun to just see. It, the, the best thing, honestly, in it is walking around the firehouse, just free reign. Um, what's funny, though, and, the, and also kind of mentioning Atari, is that there's just a Qbert machine in there. But this has nothing to do with Atari now, but you can still just walk up to the Qbert machine, and it like plays the little noises, and it has him on there. It's not like altered text logo or anything, which I thought was kind of funny. Um you know, you play the very beginning, which you got to go back to the Sedgwick Hotel because uh, Slimer got out and he's got to go in there again. Um, for no reason at all, you fight Stay Puffed again, but it's still pretty cool. It's it's really neat that I, I'm just happy that game exi- that this game exists um, because you know we that other movie happened and it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't Ghostbusters. So I'm glad that this game exists to fill that void um and I, i've heard like the first portion of the game sounds like bill murray is just kind of cashing it in like he doesn't oh, even want to be there yeah i mean it's it, it, he puts vocally more effort forth than he did visually in the first movie but that's what sold the first movie is like he clearly didn't give two shits and that's like why he was entertaining because he was just going by the seat of his pants here in this one, like the expressions and stuff just don't match up. Cause I don't think that Atari had the tech to, you know, it's not, they it's needed that. Mm-hmm. They needed that, uh, LA noir. Oh tech. yeah. Something crazy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that shit was amazing. It's still, that's still like one of the best like motion capture for facial animations I've ever seen. Yeah. They didn't yeah, have like really Kojima's was. collection of 80 cameras to play with or anything. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It's still just, it's a fun, it's a fun romp, but it's not an unbroken game and it, knocking it down to easy. Like it really is easy, but it's fun to just be able to run around in that world and everything. So it's still, I'm, uh, I was getting a little aggravated cause it was like, clearly like, you know, I had those moments where it was like, have I just not played video games for a long time? Like, I'm, I swear I'm not this bad. Um, but even people You've been watching playing everything with a fishing pole, Scott. I, that's my problem. Yeah, <laughs> what I thought, 
<laughs> I, I've handicapped myself in the wrong areas here. Um, you may have been better suited to the Wii port of that game. Did you ever play that version? No, I know that one like, had like co-op and stuff. I never actually did try that one out, but... Yeah, everyone was looking forward to it because, like, look, it'll have the animated style graphics and, and we'll be able to do, yeah. like, you know, Wii Motion with the Proton Packs. It'll be amazing. It, it, right, that, that would make sense, yeah. I never did try that one. I'm, I'm, I was always curious, but I was in that mindset when it came out that, like, that was the inferior version, you know, so whatever. Um, that's really been it, though. Uh, not, not played a whole, whole lot otherwise, trying to just watch movies and while well, the Halloween month's still around and everything, so... Yeah, it's just it's it's so weird when you think back on it that that video game is the closest thing we've gotten to a new, like legit Ghostbusters sequel. Yeah, they're they just finished filming the legit Ghostbusters sequel. Last oh yeah, week. like the they're back in it's a crew from high school or something. I didn't read too much about it. I forget. It's Ryman's kids directing it. So. Yes, I do know that much. So and half the crew's coming back. So there's hope. Um, yeah, yeah the, they, the, I, the, the, mm-hmm. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to, I'll chime this in and you can finish up just, uh, the, the next great Ghostbusters game is going to be on Oculus Quest or some, oh yeah, oh yeah, no doubt, mm-hmm. um, the one last thing I'll say about this is I do remember, uh, when it, when this game originally came out, the coolest thing in the world, like GameStop, they plunked down the money because you would normally have uh, an employee call and say like, hey, your pre-order's here, you want to come pick it up and whatever. They had Dan Aykroyd call people and leave them a voicemail that said like, paranormal investigators, you are ready or something like it would just go on. And I, I had it saved forever on my phone, but it, that phone is long dead. But I'm sure we could find it somewhere on the internets. Uh, I think this was before his, his skull vodka <laughs> skull, was a thing. Skull vodka is just, hey, everybody. Yeah. Vig yeah. Games. Ray Ackroyd. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Of, oh, my gosh. Yeah. He and... made me want to drink his vodka like five minutes <laughs> he <did>. in. <laughs> He's a I good salesman. Like, I don't want to get political, so I'm not going to, but I always see, like, Ben Shapiro really wants to be, a, like, you know, he's like the idiot version, like the little shit kid of Dan Aykroyd, you know, like to talk really fast, say mm-hmm. some paranormal shit, da 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 But, yeah, Dan Aykroyd, man, he's he did a few episodes of Coast to Coast back when Art Bell was on there back in the day. They brought him Is on. Is that right? Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, and that's when he was like, yeah, I wrote all that paranormal stuff in Ghostbusters, just shit I know, you know? So, yeah. Like, oh, Yeah. He is, yeah, he is an he was, interesting person. Yeah, he was really interesting on uh, the Rogan podcast. So if you guys are, if you're listening, you're a Ghostbusters fan, definitely go check that out. Um, I, 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 I found it fascinating. Yeah, uh, I would recommend that. it even if you're not a Joe Rogan fan, because Joe Rogan barely gets a word in. Uh, it's it's pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, Dan Aykroyd sold, sold me on his vodka through that podcast. But um yeah, it's a fun little thing. It's a fun little, uh, just a time capsule kind of deal. So, and it's uh, it's funny too because like they get into it's like the early '90s. It takes place, and now the EPA is they're they're like commissioned under them or something, and they can do certain stuff because Walter Peck is like their um, whatever. Like they work with him now, and it's just it's funny how they tackle those kinds of things and. Um, they make it seem more legitimate, like the Ghostbusters are, are legally working for the city and stuff. It's funny. But I like it, and it's fun. It can be aggravating. Just knock it down to casual, like it says, to enjoy the story, though. Got it. Um, the only thing I've been playing this week uh, is I started Outer Worlds today. Um, and I got to say that 
I think Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is is one of the best values in video games today. It's it's just insane the amount of stuff that you get. Uh, each like seemingly each week they throw more stuff on there, and for fifteen bucks a month, like I haven't even really bought any new games in the last couple of months, and I don't really feel like I've been missing out that much. But Outer Worlds is the latest big, I guess, AAA release that's come out on. Uh, Game Pass uh, for so you can basically if you're a Game Pass subscriber you download it for free uh, you know to I guess like put this game into like you know like the simplest terms it's basically Fallout in outer space uh, and I'm someone who really really likes the idea of Fallout but I just haven't been Oof. able to devote the time into the last few games and it, it really makes me mad uh, I did play a little bit of Fallout 4 uh, I got maybe like about 10 hours or so into it. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, but this game, it it seems like, man, it's it's going to like it's it's really going to hook me in. Um, I'm about maybe two or three hours into it so far uh, into the first kind of big mission into the game. And uh, it, it's it's pretty neat. I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Have you guys had a chance to uh, check it out at all yet? No, but I I played the crap out of Fallout 3, a little bit in New Vegas. I was very amped for 4 and hit a hard, hard wall in that game when I got to what I thought was the end of it. Um, so from everything I've heard about this, it sounds like it is what Fallout 4 uh, did not achieve in my eyes. So I, I do need to check it out. I actually did do the $1 uh, month, uh, whatever, Game Pass for a month for a dollar solely to play this game so i'm gonna find a way to do that and then probably just cancel my game pass <laughs> but is it only yeah, on xbox or is it on pc too it's on pc also okay so yep. i ended up it was awesome is i just had the xbox app on my phone i was at work on thursday or friday and i just loaded up the app and just set it to download on my xbox and my pc there you go um, the future yeah. is now yeah, no, it's it's a lot of fun so far. I'm I'm not far into it enough to really talk about like the story or anything, but I think by next uh, podcast uh, I'll be able to do much more of that, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get some more time with the game. So neat Good stuff there. Uh, let's get into what we've been watching, Scotty. We just uh, spent uh. to uh, earlier uh, today this early afternoon. We uh, spent about an hour and a half or so talking about uh, one of the very first Sega games made into a motion picture. You want to tell us what that beauty of a movie is? Oh, boy. That was House of the Dead. Uh, And I won't say too much because we dedicated a whole podcast to it already. Um, It was fun talking about that game. It was fun uh, fun talking about that movie. It was... Not as much fun watching it again. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's all I'll say for now because really people got to listen to our our interesting rundown of that cinematic something or other that Uwe Ball did. Um, boy, howdy! That what a ride! What a yeah. So this movie. is um this is this is going to be in the MegaVision sideshow. So yep. if you're um a Patri uh, a Patreon subscriber, you'll be able to listen to that uh, later this week. Um, but if you're not, go ahead and just jump over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash megavisions and you can join up there and, and listen to that awesome episode. But here's the thing though, I didn't realize when we got into this that this was the very first Uve Bowl 
video game movie. Yeah, so it's set a lot of standards. What started him on his infamous journey of wrecking and like basically like just destroying video game movies. Look, uh-huh. the way the way I like to think about it is this is just the the first step towards some reporter getting the shit kicked out of him. You know what I mean? Like this. Oh. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. Like, where was that guy when this came out? You know what I mean? Like, little did he know, right? When yeah. this movie came out, that one day that guy who directed that movie was going to beat the living shit out of him in a box. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This it's... movie makes, like, little to no sense. Um, there's, I, I will say, though, that as much crap as this movie um, gets, and rightfully so, it's not a good movie at all. I will say that there are some redeeming factors in it. Uh, one... One being, I think the uh, the makeup and the the design of the zombies mm-hmm. for a movie that was made on like a twelve million dollar budget. I think that they did a really good job with uh, the, the the makeup and the design of uh, some of the zombies. They actually looked pretty good, uh, and also some of the the set design too was wasn't so bad. I think where it kind of lost itself is is in the lighting and uh, especially and the writing. Get... <laughs> the yeah. Um, but <laughs> the 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 set design would have looked perfectly fine if they just lit it correctly. There is just so much wrong with the the lighting in the movie um, in almost every scene um, that it just it it made the set design look hokey when it didn't need to be. Um, and you could probably do that with a lot of movies if you just jack up the lighting in it, and it you could tell it's oh this is just. This is a set. This is just make-believe stuff here. Um, I think that's where it went wrong uh, from that standpoint. But, yeah, I mean, the writing is bad. The The, the only real actor in this is, uh, was it Clint Howard, Ron yep. Howard's brother? Yeah. Ooh, that's it? That's the yeah. he's the, the biggest <laughs> build on the cast. He's usually that really weird cameo in a movie, you know, where you're like, "Oh shit, there's that guy." And like, you know, yep. sort of where's Waldo? It's where's what's his name? Ron, where, uh, Clint Howard. Where, yeah, where's where's Clint Howard? You and know, he's like, actually he's like he's charming in this movie. He's yeah, he's not bad, but also compared to like the freaking college dropouts that they get for the rest of this thing. But whatever. And it's oh god, they're it's a movie that every Sega fan should just watch because I agree as bad as it is, it's entertaining in a bad way. It's not entertaining in a, in a way like troll two is where there's charm to it. It, it doesn't have any. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Think about that. It's entertaining Like you just can't look away from how bad it is. It, it, it multiple times uh, you'll have the reaction to this movie of what what why would you do that why would you what like every ten minutes <laughs> yeah it's funny because we I think me you uh, me Scotty and Corey we all watched it with our wives or significant others yep and we even they got some form of entertainment from it as weird as it was uh that's something so. Go ahead, please. If 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 you're a, a patron subscriber, go ahead and check it out uh, because I think you'll really get a kick out of uh, this week's uh, podcast on House of the Dead. So I think that's probably enough of of talk on House oh, yeah. of the Dead. We, oh, we've we given it more than it's due. Yeah, than it's worth. So, uh, Sketch, what have you been watching? 
<sighs> what have I been watching? I'm getting ready to watch fucking Mandalorian a couple more weeks here. But what I did go see in the meantime is I went all the way down the movie theater to go watch Metallica S&M 2. The that fuck? was super awesome. So I know what you're thinking. You, if you, you don't listen to Metallica, you have no idea of it. Back in 2000, so, okay, let me just shut this scene for you. So back when, remember the movie Spawn? Based yeah. Based on the comic Spawn. So when Spawn came out, <clears throat> um, I'm a big Spawn guy. I went and saw the movie. It was let down. I'm I, sorry. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I remember getting the soundtrack, and there was this really weird techno remix of Metallica's For Whom the Bell Tolls. Hmm. And I was listening to it, and I'm like, you know, this doesn't work, but it just popped in my head. I'm like, what if Metallica had teamed up with Danny Elfman and did the whole score to Spawn because the music was boring? Like, I didn't like the music. And I remember my buddy who was a big Metallica fan at the time. was like, Metallica? And Danny Elfman, I'm like, yeah, like it'll be like symphonic because their their music always had a orchestral feel for me, you know, like it was something cinematic about it. Um, and then for three years later, they did they did a concert. They teamed up with Michael Kamen, the composer for the first X Men film, and they did uh, them with the with the orchestra in San Francisco called Metallica S and M Symphony of Metallica. Ah, innuendo to the S and M thing. And I was in I was in the army at the time. And I remember trying to get leave off to go fly from Germany out to San Francisco. I was like, I can get a five day off. I think I can do that. And they were like, You want to do what? I want to go see a Metallica concert. <laughs> and they just looked. At, I remember the desk sergeant just looked at me. You know, because <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we were getting ready to go down range and shit. I'm like, But come on, <laughs> grow up, kid. Uh, so they did a sequel where uh, Michael Kamen passed away, unfortunately. Brought a new composer, um, and it was really awesome. It was really they, just a they did. That's not spoilers, but like there's a whole thing they do in there where they they uh, one of the guys from the orchestra uses an electrified cello. Never heard anything like it. It's fucking amazing. So if you're a fan of, of music, even if you're not a fan of Metallica, the S and M album just pop it open. Even the first one, and it generally gets people. Like they go, "Wow, I'm not into typical Metallica, but I like this." So it was good times. So is it like a um, a concert, basically, or what is the movie it's concert, itself? Yeah, it's okay. No, 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 it was like the journey the of the album or something. No, no, it's just a concert, and so yeah, it was super good. Sound was awesome. Theater was packed. Everyone's like, everyone, even Metallica fans are always shocked. Like you, you showed up. I thought I'd be the only one. You know, yeah. So we were all we were all packed in there. And then I also scene. went and saw Jay and Silent Bob reboot. How was that? Uh, it was fun. I got to see it with, it was a one, it was two nights, Fathom did this two-night event. They they did Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, then there was a brief intermission, and then Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. And if you haven't seen Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back in a while, I recommend watching that first, because there's a lot of, he, he he doesn't even pretend to like explain any of this shit. If you don't know the View Askew universe, you don't know all those movies from Clerks, Chasing Amy, Mallrats Chasing Amy, Dogma, and Jane Silent Bob Strike. If you don't know that stuff, then you're going to be like, what the hell's going on? You know, like, so um, it was really fun. It's definitely a little bit more, a little bit more, I would say sappy, but a little bit more emotional because Kevin Smith's a bit of an emotional dude. Um, then Strike Back, which I think is a bit more of a straight kind of comedy, you know. But there's, look, if you're a fan of Ben Affleck's Batman, you got to watch this movie. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm gonna say. All I'm gonna that say. was not the review I was expecting. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. That's good. I, I do want to check it out. So, um, awesome. 
Uh, Scotty, I think it's time uh, for you to whip that sack out. Yeah, let's, let's get, get that, uh, that, that mail getting, sack. Getting heavy. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, so nothing on the Twitter, but that's all right. We're kind of late asking, so my bad. But on Discord, Mr. Haru pulls through again, and he says, or also asks, <clears throat> realistically speaking, do you think Sega should actually attempt to rectify the Michael Jackson issue surrounding Sonic 3 slash Sonic and Knuckles? Outside of the extremely few re-releases, I find it discouraging how much they don't even acknowledge the game's existence when it's responsible for being many Sega fans' favorite Sonic game. Uh, and then uh, we had Saturn Memories hop in and just say, get the rights issue sorted out. It's the best fucking Sonic game. You gotta. So... <laughs> It's, uh, I think, uh, are we all, do we need to, like, recap real quick on what that issue actually is for those that might not know, what do you think? Sure, yeah, go ahead. So it's basically just, um, Michael Jackson wrote some of Sonic 3's, uh, maybe all of it, I'm not even entirely sure, but... No one knows. Yeah, Michael Jackson basically, we'll just say, wrote the soundtrack, scored Sonic 3, you could say, uh, and then also with that, you know, Sonic and Knuckles was kind of, they were, they were meant to be one game altogether initially, um, but shortly after that happens, Michael Jackson was not seen in the best light, and when was he until his death, unfortunately, really, but, um, and that's not even making a joke, like, come on now, but, um, so as a result of that, you know, they never admitted to having ties with it, and then it came up that, yeah, he did write the soundtrack, blah, 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 and then you come to realize, like, there's rights issues regarding the Michael Jackson estate, and so they basically just won't release Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles on anything because they'd have to pay out the butt just to get the rights for the music. Um, in my opinion... Well, that's basically it. If, if I'm missing something, please chime in. But in my opinion, get someone like T Lopes or somebody to just do remixes of stuff at this point. Like they are Sonic Three. I, I'm sort of weird in that I like Sonic Three standalone. Like that's my favorite game. I, I really like the time that it encapsulated. I really just dig that game. Add Knuckles in there. He is my favorite character, so it's still really good playing Sonic and Knuckles. Sonic Three and Knuckles, but. I like Sonic 3 on its own, but yeah, I think since, uh, not since like Sonic Jam on the Saturn have they done a legit re-release with all of the music in there. So, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Should they actually attempt to rectify that issue, or what do you guys think? How should they approach it? I, w I would like to see them do it just from a, a fan perspective, because you're right. I mean, it's it's ridiculous that there's been so many collections and, and so many other uh like hardware that's been released and they just can't get that on it and i i think it would be great to see sega kind of take it back and be like okay we're gonna just redo this music and we are not gonna have any more rights issues um going forward it would be great to do that because fans just want like a a sonic compilation that has all the sonic games on it and it's 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 the same story every time sega releases some sort of compilation or with the latest mega drive mini uh or genesis mini it's just like oh there's all these sonic games but there's not sonic three and knuckles because you know why and it just it just sucks that uh it's, it's been that way i don't know from sega's perspective though if it's really worth it are they really going to get the money back um on selling this like how many people are really going to go and buy sonic three and knuckles if if they go and and put the money into uh, redoing the music and then putting it back out there. I'm not right. sure. It's the, certainly not a priority 
from Sega's standpoint, or else it would have been done already. I have a solution, mm-hmm. and I don't think it would cost much money. They should just get Corey Feldman to do a knockoff Michael Jackson soundtrack for oh, God. Three Knuckles, right? I thought no, you were just going to put it on VR. <laughs> no, he's got a band. <laughs> he makes music. You know, like, he, he definitely, you know, had <laughs> that whole period. Remember Dream a Little Dream when he was <sighs> pretending to be Michael Jackson? And he did that, <laughs> he did that, that music video. So, so if people don't know, Corey Feldman put out this, this album and this music video. Um, with this album where he was really trying to be Michael Jackson. It wasn't, wasn't even very good. And there's a, there's video of Howard Stern used to do these, um, pay-per-view things like beach blanket bongo, something like that. It was these pay-per-view things. And he, and they were a big goof, but he got Corey Feldman to debut his song out there. And he comes out there in like a Prince, you know, like purple suit. He's got the long Michael Jackson here, and he's trying to dance. I'm so embarrassed right now. And Howard's like, Howard's Howard's like got a ball cap on, and he's wearing diapers, and he's way more presentable than Corey Feldman's dancing. It's it's so you gotta watch this if you've never sat there. Had I known you guys hadn't seen it, I'd have put it on when we were all stuck together. (laughs) But (laughs) but the song, the reason why I bring it up is the song he did was something about like if it was something about like trying to stop street crime which Corey Feldman knows nothing about right and so so people always wonder why did Eddie Murphy do a music video with Michael Jackson that was horrible because there's an Eddie Murphy music video where he's singing with Michael Jackson like there's this earth globe and it's really bad and people always clown it the reason why is they're making fun of Corey Feldman's song Hmm. so if you go watch like the Howard thing and you watch his stupid fucking song and then you go watch the Eddie Murphy uh, Michael Jackson thing, you'll get. Oh, they're making fun of Corey Feldman's shitty song. Wow. So, yeah. I don't like Howard Stern bald. I just looked this up. <laughs> <laughs> Took you all on a little trip today, didn't I? I don't want. It can't be bad as bad as that. Uh, the MTV Music Awards win. Way worse, Man. bro. Way worse. <laughs> Look, it's a fascinating video to watch. Oh. You gotta, you gotta watch the Corey Feldman <laughs> singing this. I apologize uh, yeah. for what we've done. <laughs> and what have we get done? Him, get him to do the Sonic, you know? Sure. I, I'm Nostalgia's strong do. right now. Yeah, yeah, it's come full circle. Mm-hmm. And we have to have him sing it um, as one of the Frog Brothers. No, I knew somehow it would come back to that. <laughs> oh, Something. Yeah, that's, that, that's really all we had. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Test the water, Sega. Maybe release just that game on, like, Xbox or PSN or something oh. crazy. It's, it's Corey Feldman, what's up with the youth? What's up with youth? That's a good question. <laughs> what's up with youth? Yeah, Corey Feldman, Howard Stern, 1982. That'll be the first video that pops up on YouTube. And My God. <laughs> Hooray. Man, I'm tempted Corey to hit Feldman play. Corey Feldman and... Uh, Wahlberg could do a, a like FMV a sequel to uh, what was that Sega CD one with uh, Mark Wahlberg? CNC Music Factory. Yeah, hell Let's yeah. Do that, but they're going to be redoing the uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles soundtrack, and it'll just be this crazy compilation. Let's just do something crazy like that. Yeah, nothing. There's there's our idea guy, Chris again. <laughs> Don't ask about that ever again. <laughs> see what happens when we start to just sit on something uh but that yeah that's really it for the questions so i'll just uh zipper back up there we go tossing it over to the news this week in game news there's not been a lot of stuff that's been happening um 
But the one fortunate thing is the one thing that has been happening is there's some Sonic movie news, which is always awesome. God damn. Because we just go on like hour long tangents about this bullshit. We need like a special um, theme song or sound or something <laughs> when this fucking topic comes up. Oh, I love it. When I started researching topics uh, for this week's uh, outline, I got really excited about this. <laughs> just like jackpot. <laughs> I was like, we don't have to have anything else, and this is this is a good hour right here. Um, so obviously, <sighs> okay, like to back up, uh, Scotty, can you kind of um, take us back from like from this point uh, and in the past, like what's been happening with this? It's it's been like a saga up to this point already. I don't want to. It's been an adventure. Um, it's been a it's been mania. It's been Sonic Mania. No one's the hero here. How many more can I do, folks? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The Sonic trailer came out, and everybody was like, "Holy shit! He looks like one of the melted Chipmunk brothers or the child from Jumanji." What have you done? <laughs> and so they were like, "We're sorry. We'll fix it because the internet knows what's best." And they said, "Okay, instead of November, it's coming out in February." I don't know if that's still true. Um, and now it's pushed back, and they're going to redesign Sonic's look because the internet said so. The end. So, fast forward to now, mm-hmm. and apparently, this past week, there's been some sort of uh, like promo material that's been showing up in movie theaters throughout the United States. Uh, and apparently it's showing an updated Sonic design. And have you guys had a chance to take a look at this? I know, I, I know, Sketch, you have, because you, you sent it all to us in, in our uh, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> so by you guys, you mean Scotty, did you <laughs> yeah, look? <laughs> yeah, you graced us with this. Um, yeah. We talked about the nightmare fuel of that uh, that mask last time, I think. So here we are now. I mean, it looks better, I, but it's... That's like saying in a, uh, I don't even know. It's like saying the toilet is a little less clogged. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'll say this. Like, I think it, like, from just the face itself, if, if we're just judging it solely on this picture that was posted on Twitter of, it looks like some sort of, you know, like when you go to the movie theater and they have those, um, those cardboard, like, yeah, designs. Yeah, like seven foot tall movies. things. Yeah that they hope people are going to take pictures in front of to help promote the movie. Um, That's what this is. But like the Sonic logo, like it looks like it has some sort of fluorescent lights on it. It actually looks, it looks pretty cool. Yeah. He looks better looking at cut out the whole Sonic character himself. And the actual stand looks pretty neat. It it looks like they're, they're having to plug this fucking thing into an, an outlet to, to power it all up. It looks, it looks decent. Um, but I have to say, looking at the design himself looks a lot closer to what I would think like a, a CGI Sonic, a modern Sonic design would look like. Mm-hmm. That could be real just in the terms of like his arms were not ed- – what they needed to edit most of all was his face. We all know that. Um, so if that's, you know, what they did, then the rest of his body is kind of okay. Cause yeah, if you mess with, it's the same, I, I probably said something like this or somebody said something like this. It's like messing with Mickey Mouse's face. You edit that too much and it doesn't matter what the rest of the thing looks like. So, um, th- if this is real, it definitely looks better. Uh, the movie's still going to be horrible, but I am, I am ready. Sketch, what do you, what do you think? You saw this, you, you, we, we talked at length 
uh, about this design several times. Um, and I think what you said originally like holds true is that like, there's not going to be a radical change in the overall design. Like the, the, um, the dimensions of the character, like it's all going to stay the same because it has to, because they've already designed, you know, like 3d modeling and everything else. Like forget all the, what they've already designed. Cause I know there's going to be some, some fan out there goes, that's not true. They can just change the model. You know what you're talking about? Try to remember this too. Everything on set that people, when they interact with Sonic, is based around that character being mm-hmm. a fixed height. You know, so like they're looking at a yellow tennis ball. So he's he's gonna he's he looks a little shorter, but maybe his hair will go up a little higher. There's gonna be some that, or they're just gonna be looking off their mark. I don't know. Maybe they they do weird edits to cut away if they're not looking right at him. Like it'll be interesting just to see like, mm-hmm. like how they got around some of that. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think the movie's going to win any kind of art direction award, no matter what happens. You know, like it was never, it was always like in the Alvin and Chipmunks territory. It's the better version of that. It's not like, you know, it's not like that bad anymore. But I I think that they should go, they should go all in and get Corey Feldman to do the voice. God damn it. (laughs) No, he could do the voice of Sonic. He did Donatello once. It would be totally 90s. It would work. And then they could get Mark Wahlberg. To do the voice of Knuckles, and then they can bring in a completely 100% cartoon accurate Sonic multiverse. Uh, Michael uh, Urkel can come in and do the voice on that one. He can appear, and we can get a Sonic verse, the multi Sonic verse film series universe going. And I think Mark Wahlberg as Knuckles would be perfect, right? What? That actually (laughs) probably would be amazing, to be honest, because Mark Wahlberg is such a douchebag, and that's pretty much like knuckles mo to be kind of like that that style of person i think that actually would be pretty great um i would be fine with never hearing uh urkel playing sonic again personally but um i don't know like okay so is this is this does this really mean anything like okay so they updated the sonic design everyone can probably agree that it looks better but is this going to make any difference when it actually comes to box office numbers? It's uh, not about the box office. Don't. So I don't want to cut you off. Marketing. It's never been about box office. It's about merchandise. They're merchandise wrong M word, yeah. I, le- I worked in licensed merchandise for a long time, from 2005 to 2015. Like, that's, what's that, 10 years? I just did a whole podcast on my YouTube channel about my licensed t-shirts. Um working on marvel star wars all that stuff so if you want to if you're interested in that i just put that up you can go check that out at sketchcraft.net but i've said before someone when the, when the internet blew up someone took a, a survey one of those you know surveys that they send actual focus groups not internet people and they checked to see if the merchandise was going to sell with kids and i guarantee you no kid was going to put that sonic on his backpack you know and now that the Sonic, the Sonic now is won't scare mom. Because I mean, my my wife, she's a normal person. She looked at that original Sonic. And she's like, oh my god, what the hell? You know, <laughs> like you, I don't think I know because the internet, you know, the internet makes everything bigger than it is. We sort of go, well, there's just doing that again. Like, no, this is scaring people who 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 are who have who, like moms who know of Sonic. They, they're aware of it. You know, they're gonna go there to see because the, the the Sonic T-shirts that have been selling at all these stores forever have been the 2D Sonic. And he's always sold. Right. And yep. boys and girls. And that movie Sonic, the first one, the, the dude in the, in the onesies outfit, man, like that, that ain't going to work. So this is all about merchandise. Period. 
Yep. Man, I was going to say something. Um, Corey Feldman. <laughs> God damn it. And Corey uh, Feldman, he'll move a lunchbox, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, it could I, be something. It looks better, but I just, I'm yeah, so I, indifferent. I, I, I'm still looking forward to this movie only because I think Jim Carrey is going to Hell yeah. be awesome as Robotnik. I, th- I think he's going to be really entertaining. I think it's just going to be Jim Carrey doing crazy Jim Carrey stuff. He's going to be just ad-libbing left and right. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Sonic movie update. Yep. I guess it's, uh, did you say it's supposed to be coming out, uh, February? Is that what? It... I thought it was moved to February. Whatever that little, uh, little, con- uh, little end checkpoint end zone sign that he was holding up. Uh, yeah. the 14th, yeah, uh, to Valentine's Day, that's right. Oh, God. Yeah. The true love of the year. What? Amy Rose should have been in the game. That's crazy. Yeah, that's and she could be voiced by, uh, Kristen Shale or Shaw, however you say her Kristen name. Kristen Wig. Uh, okay, sure. No, <laughs> no, you need something 80s. You get, like, an Annie Potts. There you go. You get, or 90s, right? So 90s, you get, um... Uh, who's big in the 90s? Uh, uh Nev Campbell. <laughs> Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Doesn't oh, have emotion a day in her life. Yeah. Hey, Courtney Cox would have been great. That's a little... Sure. Ace Ventura. Like, you know. Why not? Jesus. That's great. Can we stop talking about this? <laughs> Let's talk about some Panzer <laughs> Dragoon. Uh, Yay. Since last uh, episode, there's actually been some, uh, Genuine developments in the Panzer Dragoon remake uh, realm. Uh, a couple of days ago, it was announced, uh, or it, a, a Steam page was published for uh, Panzer Dragoon remake, which up to this point, the only console that has been confirmed that this game was going to be coming to was the Nintendo Switch. Uh, obviously, everyone was hoping that it wouldn't just come to the Nintendo Switch, and we all kind of thought that, okay, it's going to come to other stuff. But we didn't know what it was going to come to. Uh, but it's going to be coming to Steam now uh, because the Steam page is up. It's out there. You can go to it and it's available. So currently, we now have confirmation that Panzer Dragoon Remake is going to be coming to PC via Steam. And it's also going to be on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it also, on that page, it said it's going to be coming this winter. So. I guess that means that it technically could be still 2019 or it could slip into early 2020. That's uh, soon. It's, I mean, I granted, it was a short to... game, and I think they were just making, like, you know, you could fly through. Oh, <laughs> fly. No pun intended. You mm. could get through the first Panzer Dragoon pretty quickly because it was very arcadey. So maybe they, if they were going for that um, exact, like, not frame for frame, but the same length and everything without adding too much, kind of test the waters, you know, don't make too many alterations. Maybe it was a lot further in development than we thought when we for, when we saw those first videos and stuff. That's usually the best way to do it, is just, like, get this stuff a little bit, uh, like, midway through development before you start showing stuff, and then that way uh, people aren't waiting for a, a long time before they finally get their hands on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the last bit of news uh, with regards to Panzer Dragoon is that uh, the Panzer Dragoon remake Twitter account announced that there's going to be a physical release for the game. 
Um, and it looks like uh, it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like limited run games may be the ones uh, putting out this uh, physical release um, in you know in conjunction with Forever Entertainment, who's handling the uh, the re-release. Um, I'm excited about that. I guess some people out there aren't happy that Limited Run is doing this. I'm not oh, sure why. Jump off a cliff. Who cares? <laughs> Sorry. So we can't all be happy. Let's be angry about whatever. Let's be angry about something that people are happy about. I'm excited for it regardless. Physical edition would be very cool. What care. type of... Um, okay, Scotty, you're, you are a fan of... You're probably, what, beaten all of the Panzer Dragoon games to include uh, Saga at this point, right? I don't know if I ever finished two, but I mean, I've, I've played them a good bit, yeah. Uh, Orta, I know I never finished. That game's crazy hard. Okay, but what what type of, like, add-ons, or, like, if, if, if Limited Run Games is doing this collector's edition, mm-hmm. for you, someone who's played most of the games all the way through, a big fan of the series, what could they add into this that would, uh, like, get you really excited? So, like, in terms of a collector's edition, like, what stuff in the bundle, you mean? Or Right. Yeah, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like, what could they throw in there that'd get you to, like, maybe pony up, like, over, you know, 100 bucks or so? Holy shit. Well, they already said this thing's not going to be full price for this version, uh, the remake or whatever, I think? Like, full retail? I don't know. Um, they've already done uh, vinyls, uh, soundtracks of Saga, and also just kind of like a 20th anniversary thing. Thing? I forget what it was exactly, but some sort of, like, Panzer Dragoon thing. Um, I don't know. That's... Oh, I mean, it would be cool. If it's limited run, they have all those Sega Saturn jewel cases, so they could throw it into that somehow, and that would look sweet. Um, I don't know. That's that's a... I'm trying to think what, like, cool throwback stuff they could have with it, unless they do... I don't know. A paper airplane dragon! I don't know. <laughs> uh... That's a hard question because I, uh, I mean, a statue would definitely do it for me, but I just don't need more stuff to take up space. So, vinyl soundtrack would be cool, even though I already have the Saga one. Um, vinyl would definitely do it, or a statue would be cool. I'd say a statue. I don't know what else they'd do besides use the Saturn cases. Like, what other crazy thing they would do that would be a physical little charm or keychain or whatever you know like i'm trying to think practically about what could i actually use around the house that isn't just something to sit and collect dust. like a like a can opener yeah shaped like a dragon of course um it would be really practical always yeah maybe a squirt gun shaped like whatever they would type of gun the guy Ceramic sitting on the back of the dragon uh toilet holder Yep. And you just put it right by your toilet, and it would hold your toilet paper for you. Oh, okay. And you just pull it out right there. The ideas, man's coming out again here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, man, it, it's coming soon, guys. Like, Pantera Good Remake. Uh, I'm not, I don't know if I'm mentally ready for it yet, but i got to get my shit straight after Christmas because, man, it's, it's going to be coming soon. I'm, I'm ready to play this game again. have not played a Pantera Goon game in quite a long time. We're going to, man, maybe we're going to have to, uh, we're definitely going to have to do some streaming of this game, Scotty. They're super arcadey. They're fun and quick. Yep. So we'll have to do that. Uh, last bit of news is something that, man, it really came out of left field. Was not tracking this at all. Uh, did you guys hear about the analog pocket? Very much like so. The past couple of weeks? Very excited um, for this. Scotty, why don't you talk to us about this? Talk talk me up on uh, what this analog pocket is. So, um... 
they analog has done the uh they did the nt and the nt mini they did the super nt and then chris you have the um mega sg is that what it was called it's the mega sg i i, I do have it yeah. um it it is basically like uh it is the most i guess accurate uh emulation of uh genesis console that you basically can get without having an actual genesis Right, Great yeah, stuff. but it has, um, it includes the, um, what did they end up naming the game? Not Hardcore, but they ended up calling it something else, I forget. Uh, it it has was the, called Hardcore, I don't, I don't remember what they named it. Yeah, something like even more generic, I can't remember, but, um, so what they, they've done, Back Analog hardcore. is, yeah, Analog has done kind of the higher end releases of consoles that can play retro games, so, um, what Chris has there, the Mega SG, can play the whole Genesis library, uh, and it has some games on it. It has some things you can do with the visual settings, and I, I'm not sure if there's much more in terms of uh, internals that you can edit with each game. But um, so they've kind of done, they've kind of had like, you know, there was the NT that was just Nintendo. There was the Super NT, just Super Nintendo. Then there's the Mega SG that's just Genesis games. Um, now they've announced the Analog Pocket, which looks a lot like the Game Boy Pocket, hence the, the name, uh, but with four face buttons instead of just two. Um, and this is going to play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Uh, it's on an HD screen. It's said to be ten times higher than the original Game Boy stereo speakers. has a USB-C rechargeable battery. Um, it's a three-and-a-half-inch LCD screen with 615, 615 PPI, uh, which I think that's pixels per inch. I'm not sure. And then the, the, the most insane thing visually is the 1600 by 1440 resolution. Um, but it'll also include, this is really cool for me, uh, in, in my opinion, they have what's called Nano Loop, which is an audio synthesizer and sequencer, which a lot of chiptunes artists use. So that's really cool to have that in this housed box as opposed to like getting your Game Boy modded and using um, a little... Oh shit! Little Sound DJ LS DJ that Chiptunes artists use, which is a Game Boy cartridge essentially, and like you got your crazy setup to have like an audio out for your Game Boy to like a quarter inch out and all these things. Um, but you've got that all on this pocket, uh, and along with that, they're going to release a compatible analog dock that kind of think of the Nintendo Switch in this way. You could play it on your TV. It's also going to be uh, Bluetooth compatible. They mentioned the 8-bit, is it do or do? 8-bit do, 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 do controllers. 8-bit do is what bit I, do? Like, I Okay. So. Um, but also, the biggest thing for me, even outside of the Nano Loop, is how it's going to have an add-on where you can uh, attach this thing and it'll be able to play Atari Lynx, Game Gear games, and Neo Geo Pocket Color, which is Holy awesome. Crap. I... Did not go the Game Boy Advance route. I went the Neo Geo Pocket Color route as a kid because they had that silly Sonic bundle. Um, and that that combined with the Dreamcast actually kind of got me into fighting games. Um, but the coolest thing about the Neo Geo, I've got mine here, and I'll, I'll play it for... Or I'll uh, fiddle... Yeah, I'll just do this. That's the stick instead of, like, an actual D-pad. That's um, a lot easier to play fighting games with. And um, the thing with that... Uh, I'm just looking. I've got Samurai Showdown 2, and it's still... Um, the thing with that handheld is it's a color system, but there's no backlight. So to have that on this would be amazing, and also on the screen. Like, there's plenty of games I haven't played on this thing to uh, long degrees of time because it's just... You have to be, like, under a light, but not directly in the light to see anything. 
the Game Gear screen is not the greatest in the world either. So this is really cool in terms of having the audio thing, the dock. Um, overall, uh, the dock's not included. That's a separate thing. They haven't released a ton of info on yet, um, aside from the Bluetooth. And uh, but the the fact that this plays multiple con or multiple software things of software or whatever as opposed to just nintendo just super just genesis is really cool it's gonna be 199 it's shipping in 2020 uh hopefully they have more info on the dock soon i am very excited about this though rob this seems like something that uh you'd be pretty excited about what do you think when you saw this I was thinking, you know, back to that Sonic movie for a second. God damn it. <laughs> and you notice that every single time so we bitch. every single time we offer an idea for the Sonic movie, like something that can somehow improve it, it gets worse. Like no matter how many ideas we throw out, it gets worse and worse. Uh. The project no matter any idea thrown at this project, it's never gotten better. Hey, we're gonna fix the model. Fuck, it's horrible. You know what I mean? Hey, we can get Corey Feldman to do the voice. Nah, it's not. I don't want it. You know what I mean? God hey, we can get a two D Sonic voice by Urkel and have you know uh, Knuckles. Ah, that would just make it worse. Like we it, just gotta it, quit talking about it. Maybe that's see, what it is. see. Even talking about the movie is a bad time. Like, how many projects can you count on the, on your hand that invoke this level of negativity? Oh, <laughs> uh, not bad. Uh, other than that, what was that game? That the Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> the last Anytime one. Peter Molyneux makes a game, that, that pretty much happens now. Uh, the Ghostbusters, well, no, to be fair, it, it was bad after the first trailer. Yeah, so there's that. But, I mean, didn't they say they're going to make another one? Didn't get that bad. It was like, all right, might be ambivalent. But, man, this, there's no way to fix the Sonic movie, right? There's, there's nothing you could do. Maybe if Analog yeah, made it. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, what if they <laughs> only know. released the movie on eight bit dough? There You'd we be go. Like, Fuck! I gotta get an eight bit dough now. See, like it doesn't work. Like, there's no way they can win. If they win, we lose. That mm. seems like a really bad. That's a bad slogan on a movie poster, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That has to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've some, that has happened before. Some ID four, you know, one of those. The whole world gets ending for no reason, and. Yeah, Paul Rudd has to say this. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> right, right. But 8-Bit Doe. Hey, I, I guess you guys just need another $300 to spend on a retro gaming system. I mean, come on, dude. Look, this is cool tech, I guess. You know, like, I mean, it's cool, but, like, there's only, I can count on one hand, the amount of Game Boy games that are worth replaying, you know? And I just played through Link's Awakening. You know, or watch a bunch of people play. I didn't play through. The you know, Final Fantasy Zelda. Game Boy games were awesome. They don't. It's not. You remember them being awesome. When's the last time you played them? Uh, like back in '91. Right. <laughs> right. 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 So that's what I'm trying. You know, Mario Land Two was good, but there's not a lot of. You know, there's not a lot of um. I mean. Look, I love Shining Force, but even the Gaiden games on the Game Gear, they're mostly just battles, you know? Like, there's no, like, town exploration or anything, so... Um, I guess it's cool, but, I mean, every time we do a podcast, I just feel like Chris always says, this is the best thing you can get to a Genesis without owning a Genesis. And I'm like, you already own a Genesis! Like, and you own a yeah, bunch of near Genesis! Here's like... the thing, the problem with the Genesis is it's a fucking headache to hook up. 
Like, Your closet right now is a, the multiverse of Sega Genesis, right? <laughs> like, if there was a movie <laughs> for this... <laughs> I have every possible, like, anything that was Sega Genesis is in my closet. Right now. Like, I've got every possible... Any... The only thing I'm missing is an XI. That's, I basically have every model of Sega Genesis ever released mm. in, my, in my closet right now. Someday. And I hate it. Because all I need is my Retro Freak, really. But... I don't know. The analog, I, I love the idea of it, and it, it really makes me want to pre-order it. I know I don't need it, but I, I think I'm going to buy it. Are you really going to buy it and then go to the movie theater, plop that open, and play Game Boy games? Like, look, some people will. I'm not going to say they won't, but let's just be really honest. Are you really going to – I mean, you really going to do that? It's you cheaper to do this like... than uh, commit all the money to making chip tunes, and um, the fact that it does multiple consoles, I think, is a big deal. Because the other, it, and it also begs the question: like, why has an analog put the last eight bit and sixteen bit things together on one console? Hmm, you know. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, it's just, I don't. Is it missing any other like handheld like stuff out there? Because oh, it has I'm links, sure there's something we're not talking about. Neo. But... Geo, like I don't. I'm excited for that because, like, yeah, like you can't find a quality worm light that's not fifty dollars for the Neo Geo Pocket Color, and like Game Gear screen just sucks. And that thing to uh, play the Game Gear, the add-on, I I think you have it, Chris, for one of your Retro Freaks or Retron or whatever. Now is like over a hundred dollars or something stupid. So I didn't realize it had gotten so expensive, but yeah, I have the Game Gear adapter for both the Retron Five and the uh, the Retro Freak, Mm -hmm. Um, and they look great. Uh, but there are some there are some really good games available on these systems that most people probably have never played before. Uh, like Rygar on the Lynx is actually like a really good game, and it, it's more. Um, it, I, I want to say it's it's closer to the arcade version than what we got on the NES version. There's um, a yeah. I, 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 I love the NES version growing up. It's basically what I played uh, all throughout you know, my, my youth. And then I learned later on that there were, this game was actually an arcade game. And then it was ported to the NES. It's quite a bit different. Um, but the, uh, the Jaguar version is, um, is closer to the arcade, uh, original. And so I think this can do some really neat things. I, I don't know if it's one of those things that like everyone has to have. It's obviously like a very niche product for a, a very like select, portion of the gaming audience out there pokemon um, but I, I think it's it's going to be running in like small numbers this isn't something that they're looking to rival like anyone out there this is just like hey we're coming out with like the ultimate retro handheld system and if you're into that stuff you're gonna want this product and it's gonna be 200 bucks and you're gonna pay for it Pokemon could move copies of it, which makes no sense, but it could happen. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to play stuff that I'm not a huge handheld guy, but this dock has me interested and I want to sit down and finally play through this ridiculous game I have called Dark Arms Beastmaster 1999, which is like a Zelda meets Ghostbuster thing. I don't know. I'm excited for it more than I was the uh, the Mega and the NT and whatever. So I think it'll be cool. I hope uh, I got to wait to hear about the dock and the pricing and the add-ons and stuff, but it should be neat. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing like what the 
actual like dock is going to look like for each system? Is it going to be? Are you going to have to? No, I'm sorry, not the dock, but the um, like the add-ons, the, the, the compatibility yeah. cartridge or whatever. Like, are you going to have to buy one for each system, or is it just going to be like sure. one that's compatible for all of them? Because that will be a um, pain in the ass. Yeah, that could be crappy. I hope that they have that stick like the Pocket Color has, but you know, we'll I see. I still say. I still say it. I'm, I'm holding myself to it. I've said it multiple times. Um, the Polymega is like the last like big console I plan on buying for for this upcoming generation. Like I, I that's all I really really want to get, and I think it's going to meet most, if not all, of my needs. Right. Um, I, I will have like Game Pass Ultimate still, so I'll I'll be able to get some of the big games from that. But I don't plan on getting the PS5 or the Xbox. 720 or whatever they're going to call it. Um, I, I have no plans on getting that. Um, right. So um, I might end up get, picking up the pocket in addition to the Polymega. And I think that's going to pretty much cover me for all of my retro stuff that I don't already have already. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to do it for the news. And oh, wait, should... wait. Uh-oh. Nope. This oh. just in. This just in. Oh, no. The Sonic movie theme God. song has just been. No, revealed. no. <laughs> Uh, 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 uh. Oh, we can't release this on YouTube now. What? You can edit that out. <laughs> I don't think yeah, we yeah. ever release one on YouTube anyway. Huh? I Look, thought you were going to play a sound money, clip from Corey Feldman or something. If we're going to lose money on a Sega podcast, let it be to CNC Music Factory, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> I will. Did I will you just not say you're not going to buy an Xbox 720 or a PS5? I, you I'm not liar. You liar. They put Yakuza one of his kids will fucking eight on there. Yakuza 18, whatever fucking number they're up to. You're buying that system day one, dude. I haven't even bought like be the last. Like, I, does it matter? They released it. Anyone do that? Uh, <laughs> Sonic Five comes out exclusive for those systems. What are you going to do? Just pay your kids to play it for you, or break it. <laughs> They're too busy playing Fortnite, bro. Like, yeah, they are. Yeah. God, I Fortnite too. Was I it just it. a meltdown when Fortnite died in your house, Chris? No, like they were. Uh, thankfully, they were out doing like real life stuff, like interacting with their friends. Bullshit. And but when they came back, Odin was pissed. He's like, he's like, I missed, I missed the event. And I'm like, dude, you didn't miss anything, Odin. You <laughs> went outside and you played with your best friend and you had an awesome day. You did not miss anything. <laughs> it's look, like, look, I laugh about overzealous gamers, but BlizzCon's coming up, so oh boy. <laughs> so over under, over under, some crazy shit happens with riots. You know what I mean? They oh, should I'm just cancel like... BlizzCon. <laughs> like, just don't do it. <laughs> Remember how last year we were all shocked when they finally booed him over the mobile game? What if every game gets booed? No. Every game is going to get booed. Like, it's not going to be good. It's crazy. And it's funny you say Riot because, well, whatever. Oh, yeah, so Riot announced the Diablo clone. Have you seen this? Yeah, oh, boy. Look, look, hey, look, say what you want. The action RPG genre needs love, dude. It's the one thing. Did you guys ever play X-Men Legends on the GameCube? Yes, that was awesome. It was fucking awesome. It was like an action RPG, dude. Mm-hmm. And they had these cool danger room sequences where you can play in, like, the whole 80s and 90s costumes and shit. And, like, they just don't do more of And, I mean... Well, Marvel Alliance 3 just came out on the Switch. That fucking game's awesome. So, 
Yeah, I, look, I, I'm not a big fan of you know League of Legends or whatever, but props to them building an ARPG when it seems Blizzard doesn't want it. So you know, there you go. That's good stuff. Um, all right, that's going to do it for the news. Um, okay, what what do we got going on as far as like streams this upcoming uh, week, Scotty? Because I mean, we we we've, we've been slowly expanding the yes. the, the Twitch stuff. Why don't you uh, talk us through the, some of that? Um, I mean, if you tune in Monday through Thursday, we have something going on each day. Uh, Monday, TJ is going to be coming back and uh, streaming something. I he told me, and I'm horrible at this, but tune in. Uh, I think he might be. Oh, that's what it is. I think he might be doing a Parasite Eve, uh, the third birthday, and then Tuesday, oh. Corey is actually Tornado Jones is actually going to be streaming that Monkey Ball re-release that comes out on Tuesday. Um, Wednesday, I'm playing some more Ghostbusters, so by the time this is out, uh, hopefully you'll be joining us that night. And then Thursday Night Throwdown, we are ending the spooky Halloween month with Darkstalker. So, the most Halloween-y game that was released on a Sega console, I'd argue. Um, but yeah, we got a good bit going on on there, and if you are a patron, you can check out the sideshow where this month of Halloween, we talked about Monster Squad, we talked about Splatterhouse 3, and now we talked about House of the Dead. Plenty going on. Follow us on all our socials. All the socials. Mm -hmm. Um, no, this has been a fun month. Um, I, I love... (laughs) You say that like the other ones aren't. This is my favorite month of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's October, it's Halloween time. It's so much fun, and I'm just glad that uh, because my wife and I, Jamie and I, we we try to watch new horror movies every year. Yeah, how'd she um, like House of the Dead? Uh, she hated it. Fantastic. <laughs> but it's been fun to kind of uh, play through those movies with you guys over the course of the sideshow. Like the sideshow gives us an opportunity to uh, to watch some like really bad stuff or maybe some really good stuff and kind of talk through uh, through it with each other. And I've had a lot of fun uh, th- this month uh, doing that with you guys. So maybe it, Christmas time's coming up here soon. Maybe we'll have to do another themed month for the sideshow. Mm-hmm. Sleigh ride. Isn't that a horror movie? Something Santa sleighs or something? I forget. Johnny or uh, Jimmy Appleseeds. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, sketch. I know. I, I've seen that you've been uh, live streaming some stuff uh, this past week. Uh, do you plan on doing anything uh, next week that you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I've been. I've been streaming on my Twitch channel at sketchcraftlive.com. Take it right there. Stream the whole Wolverblade art, the, the line arts, the flats, the colors. I'm assembling that all together so I can get up on the YouTube channel. People are interested in that process. And then as I wrap up the cover story, I'll be streaming that as well. I'm not going to be streaming the layouts because I just want to get the shit done. But I will stream the art. And then also this week I'll be streaming uh, 24 Hours, the Sonic movie trailer, over and over. God so damn look it. look at it while it's... Ah, see, it's still going <laughs> on, right? <laughs> I'm going to play all the versions people uh, have made with different cartoon Sonics, puppet Sonics. Uh, you know, just, just all of it. We're just going to just nonstop. Sonic Movie Marathon trailer Great. on the Twitch. It's going to be Perfect. fun. Great. <laughs> uh, we did uh, do some uh, website updates this week as well. And so if you go to megavisionsmag.com uh, and scroll down, you will see a new module that is just dedicated to our Twitch channel. So you can actually watch 
whatever we're streaming uh, on Twitch right from our website. So go there, uh, check it out. Uh, we're always trying to tweak the website and add some new relevant content for everybody. And just because, like, you know, our, our streaming team is doing such a bang-up job of almost every night of the week they're streaming some different game, we thought it would make sense to go ahead and, and post something on the website so people can go out and easily watch it. Uh, so you can just stay within the Megavision's website and watch pretty much everything we're doing right from there. Uh, and then always, if you are interested in subscribe uh, to Megavision's magazine, uh, you want to get the physical print issue of Megavision's, you can go to www.patreon.com slash Megavision's, and you can choose to get either the physical print issue or the digital version of the magazine. And uh, they come to you about every four to five months or so. Um, we're a quarterly hey, magazine. Can I jump in there just to say, folks, I know if you're like, well, you haven't made the magazine. Why should I get on the Patreon? I'll just wait till you're done. Uh, we we pretty much just print the ones people pre-order. You know, so yeah. like if you really do want to get the, the next and I'm going to tell you, issue nine might be the best ever because Chris is going to screw this one up with issue 10. Like, I have no doubt. It's going so... to be um, it's going to be a shit Serious. show. Serious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should literally title that issue shit show. All right. Starring the movie Sonic game. Oh, shit. I did it again. Oh. Put him on the cover. <laughs> I don't have a ready to draw him on the cover. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah look if you want to get one pre-order now whenever the hell i'm done with it then you guys can you'll get a copy and and um and they're really good dude guys it's a pretty fucking nice piece of magazine like it's not cheap it's 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 pretty good i can bet. yeah no this this is uh we, we try to make a super high quality uh magazine where it's basically like a, a traditional video game magazine um, meets a, a, a high quality art book and it has a love child and out comes Megavisions. Um, well, that's disgusting. To, so I'm going to say it's to, collectible and pretty. It is, it is one of the prettiest indie video game magazines out there today. Um, I, I, I can say that um, in full confidence. So go check it out. Uh, and there's still, if you, if, if you just want to see what the design looked like, go to the Patreon and there is, we have a, a download link right there on the homepage uh, for the preview issue of the magazine. So you can kind of get a glimpse of what the actual design looks like. And then you could subscribe to the magazine and then you can actually get the physical in your hands. And trust me, it is way better, uh, the physical version, than just looking at it on a digital device. You, you know, you just don't get the full effect until you can hold it in your hands and feel the quality you know super awesome paper the the paper stock is 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 really good and it it's it's something to behold uh, trust me on that so anyway that's going to do it for this week's episode we will be back here in a couple weeks but don't forget next week is the sideshow and i don't know what we're doing for the next sideshow oh we don't even i don't even know i don't even, just go listen to us scream about house of the dead blake actually last uh, asked us one last question about it why do none of the house of dead games actually take place in a house at best parts take place in mansions i don't know maybe we should make one that does it probably you'll probably uh it would if it's in the uh, something sonic movie i think overkill took place in a house didn't it um, I don't remember. All I remember about that game is it made it into the Guinness Book of World Records that year for a video game with the most F-bombs. 
That's it. And that's your yeah, fun we'll, fact we'll, for the night. Next uh, episode, we'll have the we'll we'll do the Guinness Book of World Records for the podcast with the most f bombs. Oh, you're fucking right. We will. Yeah, let's get it. All right, that's gonna do it. We will be back. See you later. See you. that garbage off Corey Feldman I turn that Feldman off I'm done done with him over his shit <laughs> all right see ya <laughs>